Hello, welcome to All Air Love. A podcast where we recap SCOM and its fashion, trivia, language, and songs. I'm Ben. And I'm Claire. How are you doing, Claire? I'm pretty good. I'm um, trying to not melt into the ground with this heat that we're having presently. Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Surprisingly well, considering I should be on an airplane right now to Sydney, Australia. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. I get why travel isn't available at this time. There is a bigger issue at hand. There are thousands and thousands of people dying in the world. So you know what? Me not being able to travel, whatever. It'll still be there next year. And But yes, I was supposed to visit Australia and New Zealand for a month. Yeah, And I'm incredibly jealous of that because that's like one of my number one destinations on my travel bucket list. I know, I know, right? Just the amazing things down under. Let me shout out Jono again from Australian Survivor because I feel like <laughs> he, he needs to shout out every episode. He does. Well, at this point, you've said it three out of three times. So it just I has have. to continue. All right. We should definitely talk about our 82 downloads. Yeah, that's crazy. It was 16, like five days ago. Ridiculous. We've now hit four continents. That blows my mind. That is so cool. What are the other ones that we haven't hit yet? Africa and South America. So come on, whoever's in Buenos Aires, anyone in Johannesburg, Cairo, give us a listen, please. Yeah, there's so many countries left. What I love is that we actually have a listener from every single country that has an adaptation of SCOM. Oh, that's so cool. Right? Is that a little fun fact? Every single country. Yeah, that is. If we're basing it off of how many listens we have from the second episode, I would consider those returnees. We have yeah. about, yeah, I would say a solid 25 regular listeners. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. All right, shall we jump into the episode? Let's do it. Ready? And... This is season one, episode three. The title is We Are the Biggest Losers at School. Oh, I like that title. That's so cute. It's said by Sana too, because we finally get to meet Sana in this episode. Finally. Yay, Sana. So the episode starts with Ava and Jonas coming back from the cabin. I really Mm -hmm. like how there isn't dialogue at the beginning. Like you just hear all the ambient city noises. Um, It's just awkward. Yeah, it highlights the awkwardness between them because it's the fallout. As we know, the trip to the cabin wasn't the best for both of them. and Did not go super well. Not at all. He eventually apologizes for bringing the guys, but I feel like he he should have known in the planning stages that not a good idea to bring two friends there. So I feel like this could be an example of the difference between boys and girls. (gasps) I wrote, it highlights how dumb teenage boys can be. Okay, I'm going to do a a spontaneous trivia. Because we're an educational podcast, I'm going to share something that I learned in psychology. So, the brain. There's different lobes, okay? Mm -hmm. You got occipital, temporal, frontal. There's probably another one that I'm forgetting. (laughs) But the frontal lobe controls decision-making, impulse control, etc. Do you know when the frontal lobe stops growing for males? 25? That is correct. Oh, yeah. That is a really good explanation for why Jonas decided to invite two friends along to what should have been a romantic trip with Eva. I was thinking maybe he's on that mindset of ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Maybe. But again, that's a terrible way to have a relationship. Oh, totally. And it just really goes back to the two of them having poor communication. Yeah. Communication, three out of ten. 
not good, not at all. And so he brings up that touchy subject of her not having friends. It's what we're all thinking. It's the elephant in the room. We've watched two episodes at this point where she hasn't been talking to anyone. And it's a really big deal that Nora accepts her friend request. So I was a little relieved that he did finally say it. And again, I think he wants her to have friends. He wants to have that balance that he feels he has in his life where he can hang out with his bros and then, you know, he has time for her. Yeah, exactly. He wants her to have that balance as well. I have a question for you. Yeah, go for it. Is it easy for you to make friends? Hmm. I think it's pretty easy for me to make friends. I think my gut instinct says yes, because I'm a friendly person. You are. I like to give people chances. And sometimes I think I'm like flubber Mm -hmm. in the sense that I kind of can mold myself to different personality types. I will vouch for you. Claire's very humble. She is definitely one of those adaptable people, very versatile. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Okay, what do you think? Do you think you make friends easily? I can make friends easily if it's a smaller group, if it's more one-on-one. If you throw me into a party, I'm going to gravitate towards those who only have two or three people around them. I'm not going to be the life of the party. I make friends pretty easily when I'm traveling, like in every city. You really do. You do make friends. You always would message me and tell me that you met new people at the hostel or just out like at the bar or whatever. And I think that's really cool because I have trouble meeting people. Like I have trouble making friends when I'm out, when I'm traveling, but you don't. Oh, it gets a lot harder when you're older. Yeah, it does. Because you're not in the, an easy situation. Like schools bring people together. New workplaces bring people together. And I know that you and I, we're no longer in school and we've been at our workplaces for a while now. Yeah, school really is just friend central. Right, it's out of convenience, I think too. And then yeah. when you leave the school- you learn who your real friends are. Yeah, absolutely. But I also think that in American culture, there's this idea that you, once you get to college, you can like get rid of your high school friends or you'll Uh find your true friends. But my best friends are from high school. So that's not true for everyone. So going back to the episode, he called her pretty sweet and smart. Do you agree with his assessment of Ava? I do. I think that that is a really sweet thing to say. I think she is all those things. I think you can be smart in more than one way, even if you're not book smart. Or maybe, you know, she struggles in some classes and then otherwise she's talented in certain areas. So I appreciated that from Jonas because it helps us see why she loves him. But I think the problem is, yes, she is pretty sweet and smart, but she has to deal with those rumors and her reputation. That's what's holding her back from making friends at the school. Yeah, and we see that she's insecure, but we don't really know why yet. So she finally goes back home, Mm -hmm. and I got to say that her house is really nice, but she's all alone. Right. Alone. No mom. She is so She does. She is solo. But not for long, because she sends that really awkward message to Nora. Right. She checks Facebook once again and decides, oh, I'm going to try to generate some conversation with Nora. She writes, hey girl, you're so lucky that you're my friend or something. But then she deletes it because she realizes that sounds a little something. And then she accidentally sends the H. So then she has to send, hi, I meant to write hi, but I accidentally sent the H. Oh, it's, it's so uh-huh. awkward. And then in return, she just receives a thumbs up. Which is so, if I got a thumbs up, my anxiety would spike through the freaking roof. Oh, I would just toss my phone aside. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
But luckily, but, the next day, she goes to yeah. Spanish class, and she wants to sit next to Nora, but then there's that one guy who takes a seat, and she's just like, mm, no. So she moves to another table. And then Nora comes with her, and immediately, I love it, because it just shows that Nora has a lot of self-confidence, which we don't know that Ava has or not. Like, maybe she's going through a rough patch. And then, what class are they in? Español. Espanol, they're in Spanish. So we're learning multiple languages. It's preparing us for Scum España in 2022. Yeah, exactly, once we get around to it. So yes, Nora makes that joke saying hello to her, which is, oh, or should I just say H? And I love that because yeah. it's like an inside joke between them now. Yeah, and it's really cute. It, it kind of sets the tone that Nora like laughed at what happened, but not that she, she didn't judge Eva for sending the H. Right. So then their Spanish teacher asks Ava about the homework and Ava doesn't have it. And wow, Nora has the balls to kind of, would you call it talking back to the teacher? Yeah, I watched that and was very surprised. But the teacher was like, oh yeah, thank you, sorry. Yeah, so she apologizes to her and that gets Ava off the hook. And there's a little bit of conversation between the two girls. Did you get sapphic vibes? Did you get some lesbian energy from them? I think we always get something. It's you and me, so we're always reading into things. We are, so, but then if you look at that scene again, Nordic just gives her like a once over. She just looks her up and down. Like There's something about that scene. There's yeah. probably so many people that ship that. I'm sure there's tons of fanfic. Uh, so Nora and Ava are talking again about why they don't have friends and Ava makes that funny joke about having like bad body odor. And I think that's yeah. why it, it gets a nice rapport between them. And then I think we move on to one of my favorite interactions. Really just Chris has one of my favorite interactions. Like she just is amazing. But we have Eva, Jonas, and Isaac all like sort of studying in between classes. And then Vilda and Chris come up to Eva to talk to her. <laughs> but Chris, <laughs> what does Chris do, Ben? Okay, well, first thing, let me just note that Vilda is so bubbly when she comes and greets them. And I love how... Chris gives a high five. That just shows like her character. Like she's yeah. the kind of person that would give a high five. So Chris basically, and I'm going to say this, she basically I fucks Isak. Yep. It is not subtle. She has that spoon in her mouth. It's very suggestive and it is hilarious. It's so funny because Jonas and Isak are just <laughs> watching her like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, it's like the idea of Chris and Isak together is so absurd to me because they're they're like not compatible in any way right but it's just very not predatory but it's sort of like she's looking at her prey you know and she's like sizing him up and he's just this small bean who doesn't know what's going on a small part of me wants to give a little bit of props to chris for just going for it oh absolutely shy no she, she is going for it she is basically giving all the signs hey i'm into you are you into me? And it's hilarious for us to watch. So I'm all for it. I love her confidence. And Vilda and Eva are just completely oblivious to this whole other interaction that's going on. It made it very difficult for me to even pay attention to what Vilde was going on. And I've seen this season already. It definitely stole the focus away from Vilde and Eva. Yeah, and they're talking about the roost bus. And Vilde is just shocked that Eva doesn't really care about the roost bus yet. Because it's so important yeah. to her. How could someone not care? The funny thing about the Roost Bus conversation is when Chris compares it to like a cult, she says it's a sect. 
I could totally see Vilde accidentally joining a cult. <laughs> I could too. She would just unknowingly join a cult because she wanted the camaraderie. So as Chris and Vilde are leaving, Chris just lingers. Her gaze just lingers mm-hmm. like Isak. Once the two of them leave, Isak and Jonas just burst into laughter now. It's like, what the hell was that? These five seconds when Jonas and Isak are laughing and explaining what happened, I think are some of my favorite moments from the episode. Really? Why is that? I think it's just because it seemed like such a genuine reaction from these two friends, like from Jonas and Isak. Mm. And I just really, like, I was laughing with them. And I love their explanation of how she was looking at him while she was essentially going to town on that spoon. <laughs> right. It's actually the only scene with Isak in the episode. Oh, so we, we get our small bean beanie cameo. Right. We are big fans of Isak. Yes, we are. Next scene, we've got Nora and Eva at some kind of bulletin board. Mm-hmm. And we got the inside joke coming up because Nora starts saying like, H, as in... Do you have a drug problem? People. Yeah, exactly. And I just love that. But did you notice that Nora's outfit is the same one from as her Facebook? Facebook photo? Yes, I clocked that. I did notice that. Right? Just, just a little fun fact. So they're talking, and then Vilde enters first, and she needs a place to host their uh, Roost Bus meeting. And she says she can't do it at her place because it's too much stress. And she offers Nora a position on their bus. And Nora just gives that quick, no, no, <laughs> not interested. Nay, not interested. And then, yes, who enters? Sana. Yay, we finally get Sana. We finally get all five girls in one scene together. Girl squad. Vilde is so obvious the way she just looks at her up and down. You know she's oh, judging yeah. She's judging her right away. Wrongly, of course. She's, I, she's You know what? I don't think it's Vilda judging her. I think it's Vilda she feels like she doesn't know Sana, so therefore she feels sort of maybe threatened by her in a way. It goes back to the whole thing of she's different. And you know, we're gonna point out Sana is obviously different from the rest of them. I think she doesn't fit what Vilde had in mind. Because again, Vilde was on another Roos bus with Ingrid right. and Sarah and all those girls who look similar to each other. Vilde wants to create a similar, equally as cool bus. And she doesn't think Sana would help them. I, she's wrong. No. but Oh, I, absolutely. And I think that Vilde clearly doesn't know a whole lot about the Islamic faith. Not at all. And sort of cultural customs and things like that. And so she's asking a lot of questions, like, can you even participate out of ignorance? But we know that eventually she does. They do become friends and everything. So it's just a very funny and slightly awkward interaction at first. And again, I think Vilze also realizes that she needs numbers on her bus. Yeah, she does. I like how Nora jumped in and said, well, if Sana is going to be a part of your bus, then I want to be a part of it. Yeah, because Sana is actually someone that Nora would get along with. Yeah, she would respect her. So we move on to Friday and they're at Ava's house and they're having that very awkward roost bus meeting. And Vilde just goes on and on about how they're at an advantage because of her toilet paper. I don't get that. Well, first of all, Vilde saw 2020 coming because she is (laughs) prepared and she has so much toilet paper. Wow. Vilde, the clairvoyant. And I'm just like, you know, I think about the things that We used to sell in school Mm -hmm. candy bars or magazine subscriptions. And this girl is like, I'm going to go buy toilet paper and then resell the toilet paper. 
It's ridiculous. And Sana is clearly aware. She keeps sighing because she knows what's up. And Sana just basically gives them a reality check that they don't have enough people. And she points out that Vilze was thrown out of another Roost bus and Chris confirms it. Yeah, and that's a little awkward. And then Sana's whole plan to have them get more people that they need pred. Legitimacy from cooler girls, quote unquote, from the school. And they're going to do that by hooking up with older boys. It sucks that they think they need cred by getting with boys. Like, it's like, oh, what kind of message is this? But I think Sana is just playing with the system. She says, this is the system in place. We're going to mess with it. We're going to work it to our advantage. Yeah, totally. And then it's funny when she tells Eva to break up with Jonas. (laughs) Right. So Sana continues just taking over this meeting. And Nora is actually surprisingly very quiet throughout it all. And she only chimes in when she says, is this what we're really going to do? Yeah, I think Nora has the ability to stand up for her friends. But she also probably, I mean, like we saw earlier, she likes Sana. And she probably wants to hear what Sana has to say. She probably feels this is the plan. But are we actually going to go through with it? Yeah. And I love seeing mastermind Sana take action. Oh, I love it. I wrote down, she is in charge. It's a total gangster move to just take over and lay down the plans. Yeah, I called her a mob boss. Love it. Especially her in the chair. The camera angle is behind Sana. And you see her and then all the girls in front of her. And I think it's so badass. Love it. The scene kind of ends there where Sana says, I feel good about it, but we know none of them really do. They're all just like completely clueless, but yeah. it's kind of endearing in a way. It is. I love it. All right. So that is our recap of the episode. Are you ready to get into our fun sections? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Up first is best song of the episode. What do you have for us, Claire? Okay. So here we have a rare example of how there is, there's literally one song oh my God. within the episode And then there's a song at the end in the credits. Gee, I wonder which one you chose because it's 50-50 chance. I know, right? So I chose the song at the credits. It's Make Some Noise by Beastie Boys. I chose it because it just felt like it was a badass end. And it's just now that song will make me think of Sana, which is cool. Nice, nice. Well, I chose Do You by Spoon. And I just wrote down, it sounds like your typical transitional song for like a high school show when they're setting up the scene but you're right this is not a good episode for music no and normally they're so good well that's it for music (laughs) we'll do better next time come we'll do better next time yeah it's not our fault on to language learned what language did you learn from this episode so again i had to watch it twice to kind of pick up on language And I didn't actually make out this word when they were saying it, but Mm -hmm. they said this word really, really frequently. So I went out afterwards and I Googled it. So the word that I learned is vener or friends. Ooh, vener. Great word. It defines this episode. That's what I thought. You know, it's all about friendship. And so I thought, you know what, Claire, just go ahead and do it. It's going to make perfect sense. Vener. 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 Someone will correct us, I'm sure. Just like Tadiai's name. Tadai. Tari. Oh, I can't see. I can't even do it. Dude, I'm still going to say Tarjay because TSM. Fucking say it the right way. And I'm so sorry. But you know what? I fully understand my limit of the language and I apologize (laughs) to the actor. Right. Tadiai. Tadiai. 
There you go. What's your language learned? My language learned is the word fet, and it means cool. Actually, it literally means fat, but in Norwegian slang, it means cool. Fat used to be a slang word for cool in the, in the States like 10 years ago. Right. P-H-A-T. Yeah. We got some fat venners. <laughs> we do. Is trivia next? It is. You go first. What's okay. your trivia? My fun fact from this episode is that the city of Trondheim, where Ava is from, is actually the fourth largest city in Norway in terms of population. And it is a six and a half hour drive to Oslo. That's probably pretty far in terms of Norway. Oh, well, Norway's a huge country. Oh, yeah, so it's really long, right? Right, yeah, and Trondheim is up north. We are very educational. We might as well be a geography podcast. We really should be. What okay. trivia do you have for us? My trivia, so I'm going to ask you a question. Ooh. So, Vilda buys 40,000 kroner. Is this a math problem? I'm nervous. No, it's not math. Okay. It's a guess game. Okay, so, okay. okay. She buys 40,000 kroner worth of toilet paper. What do you think that is equal to in US dollars? I think it's a hundred. <laughs> okay. She spent $4,000 on toilet paper. Holy moly. Wow. 4172 to be precise. But again, did you adjust that for inflation? Because this was actually in 2015. I just realized that as I was saying it. So hold on. Let me look it up again. It Okay. Now I have to go to a website. It's a whole big thing. Year. I'm doing it. Okay, 20, not, I need to go farther back. Oh my God, this is a whole thing. Oh, 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 I figured it out. Norway, got it. All right, your data cannot be analyzed. Oh my goodness. Maybe one of our listeners can find it. We actually do have a listener from Norway. <gasps> Tell us, please. No, please let us know. But yes, that was a great fact. True. Let's move on to scam fashion. What's your favorite fashion from the episode? My favorite fashion from the episode is from Queen Nora. This is when she has the red lip. It's like a maroon lip. Mm -hmm. She's wearing a sleeveless maroon turtleneck. She's got some like mom jeans on. And I just thought it's so casual. It's so cute. Love it. Fashion icon, Nora. She truly is. What's your fashion moment? Well, first, do you think I chose Nora? Yes. I did not choose Nora for once. <laughs> really? I didn't. I, you know what? I thought I would. Her blue and white striped button up at the end of that episode did catch my eye. Yep. But I did not choose that one. Who'd you choose? I chose Ava's look as she was sitting on the window with Jonas and Isak. She had that mustard colored scarf and it was over that sage green jacket of hers. And then, you know, her beautiful like reddish hair. I just thought it all went well together. They were like warm tones. Yeah, that's definitely her color palette. Totally. And my runner-up is actually Girl Chris's bomber jacket that was floral. Oh, yeah. That was cute. I love that. I would wear that. Yeah. So that's my fashion for the episode. What's your bad fashion of the episode? Uh, the Spanish teacher. <laughs> I did not think about that. The Spanish teacher is wearing like a red tracksuit. Oh, wow. It looks like she's the athletic trainer or something. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Yeah. It was wild. I was like, what is going on with these Norwegian teachers? Why aren't they wearing normal clothing? My teachers certainly never wore red tracksuits. I'm sure the show did not have a budget for the teacher's outfit. Probably not. What did you pick? I chose Vilde's outfit at the meeting. And really, it was just that white shirt, that kind of like a scoop neckline. 
It was very uh-huh. plain and basic, and she had, like, jeans with it. I don't know. It looked like something a mom would wear. Well, her fashion is a little bit mom-like. Yeah, no. I'm not really into what Vilde wears. Although I did like her pink bow on her head. Oh, yeah, she has the bows. It's cute. Oh. All right. Now we're finally down to everything is love. So what is one thing that you're loving that's not related to SCOM? Bring it back to last week. I finished Shit's Creek. As you know, I cried yep. my eyes out. I finished season six and I loved every moment of it. I laughed and I cried. It was the perfect ending for that little quirky show I love. So that's what I'm loving this week. What about you? Once again, I'm materialistic. So I am loving, and again, I'm a basic bitch because (laughs) I am succumbing to trends, but I'm loving bike shorts. Oh, here we go, Sporty Spice. I know. It's me. I'm Sporty Spice. Although growing up, I always wanted to be Posh Spice. Really? For me, I've always enjoyed Ginger Spice. I felt like she was really chatty. She had that extra oomph to her, that spark. Yeah, she does have that. To me, I was just totally superficial. I was like, Posh is pretty, and I want to be, I want to be pretty. (laughs) Maybe maybe explains your love for Nora, since she is kind of poshy. Oh my God, we should totally like compare the Scom girls to Spice Girls. (gasps) Yeah, let's let's just do that right now. Let's do it right now. Okay. 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 Let's start with Baby Spice. Who do you think? Okay, Baby Spice. Okay, a part of me wants to say Vilde because they're blonde. I'm not same. just because of that, but also because there's like a nativity to them. They're both a little bit young and immature. I feel like that's babyish. Yeah, that was my first thought too. Also because Vilda's a little, not ditzy, but she's a little kind of in the clouds sometimes. Right, right, And right. I get the sense that Baby Spice was also that. Right. I know I see that. Okay. Okay. What about Scary Spice? Scary Spice. I feel like it's a toss-up between Chris and Sana. You know what? I was thinking Sana. I feel like in the earlier episodes, she gives off that direct energy. Like she's a badass. She's a badass. So I feel like that invokes the, the scary aspect of the group. Yeah, true. Then we've got, okay, your fave, Ginger. Ginger. Ah, oh, Ginger. Okay, who's left? We have Chris, Ava, and we have Nora. Yep. So it's hard because... I don't really think Ava is gingery at all. She's not. No. And then I've already decided that Nora is posh spice. Mm-hmm. Right? And okay, spoiler alert, in my head, I've already considered Chris to be um, sporty. Oh, I know. Oh. You know what? I'm going to put Chris as ginger. I agree with that because she has personality for days. Yes. And she's a little bit kooky. Like she's a, she, she might be a little bit more of a tomboy, mm-hmm. but I don't think that she is necessarily sporty. None of them are necessarily sporty. No, no none of them. Then we have Posh and sporty. Would you say Nora's stuck up? No, I think that she is refined mm-hmm. and I think that she has very strong values. And I think maybe that other people might consider her judgy or stuck up. Right, yeah, she does have that refinement to her. It's She's mm-hmm. classy. But All then right. that leaves Eva as sporty spice. And I suppose she has, she's also dresses sort of neutrally, like, in terms of gender. So right. sure, that works. Oh, yeah, yeah, sweatshirts and beanies. And, you know, I've always felt that Sporty Spice is underrated, and I feel like Ava's also underrated. Facts, that's totally true. So there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week when we compare them to the Sex in the City girls. Yeah, exactly. We'll just pick a different fandom every week. <laughs> right, I know, hilarious. All right, are we ready to wrap it up? I think so. 
So we're super happy about the 82 downloads. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, we are Alt Air Love Podcast. And we post a lot of really funny stories, a lot of memes, a lot of snippets. So give us a follow. And our email address, it's also altairlovepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, you can send us a fun email, questions or comments. We're also on Reddit now too. Which is hilarious. I I, love that. It is, it is. But I actually think that's where we're getting a lot of our downloads from. Maybe. Yeah, it's true. That's like the deep internet. It is. Yay. Oh my God, we did it. We actually recorded our third episode. Third time's the charm, guys. Ooh, Ooh, yay. As always, alt air love. Bye, everyone. Adios. Hasta luego.